Welcome to Unedited. Uh, so first I'm going to talk about what I've been re-watching at home before I get into uh, what I watched at the movie theater. So I've been watching some DC movies this past week. Uh, I think the reason why I felt like watching these DC movies again is because of the news that um, the Snyder Cut of Justice League will be released sometime in 2021 on HBO Max, which is a streaming app. I don't know if the streaming app is available worldwide or just in America, but I'm sure that the movie will be available in some capacity in other countries. Um, I've never been a big fan of um, Zack Snyder's movies in general, and yeah, in particular DC movies, but um, I kind of got caught up on the hype train. And uh, yeah, I was kind of curious to revisit uh, those DC movies that he made. Um, but also I, I rewatched Superman Returns because I, I also heard news that um, it's a rumor. So don't take this as gospel truth. But I've, I've heard, I've read rumors from quite a few websites that um, they're considering doing a Superman series starring Brandon Root which would be set in the post-crisis uh, version of his planet that we saw in the Flash TV series. So if you, yeah, if you're a fan of the Flash or the, the CW DC television shows, um, you, you may know it's been well advertised even if you haven't watched the episodes that they were having a kind of a big crossover event it's um have i got the name right crisis on in infinite infinite earths uh i think that's that's what it was called um so yeah one of those earths that they visit is the brandon root slash christopher reeve uh, Superman Earth and uh, supposedly the HBO series uh, will take place after um, where we saw Superman at the end of that crossover event and it would be Brandon Root's Superman so I really love Brandon Root as Superman um, and I rewatched Superman Returns, and my opinion of it hasn't really changed from when I first watched it at the movie theater. Um, I, I really loved that movie when it first came out. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like it so much. Um, I can understand the criticisms behind it, that maybe it's lacking a little bit more action in particular maybe more of an, a main villain for Superman to fight against, more like a super-powered villain. They kind of chose to do Lex Luthor again, who had been in the previous three Superman movies starring Christopher Reeve, and uh, the kind of plot points were a little bit similar to Lex Luthor's plan in the first movie also. But um, what I love is that it has the connection to the Christopher Reeves Superman movies um, that were directed and created by Richard Donner and that vision that he had. Uh, and I love the design and the aesthetics. And I think what I love most of all is how they portray Superman as a character in those movies. He's quite pure and innocent and um, I guess you could say loving of humanity which is I think how you have to do some character like Superman um, a, a character that has 
the power to destroy the world, I think, cannot have any selfish attributes. I think he has to be pure and whiter than white. And I think he has to represent the best ideals of the people he's protecting. Uh, you can see that in other types of heroes like that. Even uh, like Goku from Dragon Ball. He's very pure soul and in, in some ways innocent and very forgiving, pure to the point of naivety, but very strong enough to show mercy and be kind and never sees himself above others, even if they have great power and are more powerful than anyone else. So uh, the Superman Returns is taking the best of Richard Donner, Superman, the movie, and the parts of Superman 2 that he directed. And or you can even say the Donner cut. Uh, I think, like I said, if they had a little bit more action, or if they had a main villain, kind of a super-powered villain for Brandon Roots, Superman to go up against, it might have been a little bit more successful. I think it, it came out in 2006, and I think everyone was expecting for a movie that's out in 2006 that it would have a little bit more action. Uh, I guess they were saving it for the sequel. Um, either they do a Zod or Brainiac for the sequel movie that never happened. It, it did okay at the box office, um, but I guess it wasn't what Warner Brothers wanted it to be, not as successful as they wanted it to be. But I still really like it, and I like how they show Superman saving people and... Uh, the dynamics of his ability and how he goes about saving people and like how he saves airplane full of people at the beginning of the movie and then how he's kind of using his laser vision to burn away the glass that's falling from buildings towards people how he stops the landmass from flooding the coast of America, um, some things maybe not quite working, um, I don't know if Lewis Lane was that strong a character, um, she still the, kind of has the points of Lewis Lane from the Christopher Reeve movies, but I don't think it was as strong a performance as it was by Margot Kidder, uh, but the movie had a lot of potential and it set it up for an interesting sequel, I think. Maybe some people don't feel comfortable with the idea of Superman having a kid. It kind of felt a little bit strange, I guess, but it was doing something different also and it was kind of going through that theme again of father to son and now Superman is the father and he's passing his philosophy on to his son. So supposedly, if they had had a sequel, uh, it would have been involving Brainiac and apparently... Superman's son would have grown to an older age, maybe caused by Brainiac, and then Superman would have had to fight um, his son. And um, supposedly, so suppo supposedly at the end of that movie, like his son dies, and it's kind of left on a kind of dark point, I guess, leading into the third movie. And after that, I watched Man of Steel. Uh, Man of Steel was 2013, 
it was one year after the Dark Knight Rises came out. Um, the thing about Man of Steel is that I think they wanted to follow the th the tone of Christopher Nolan's Batman movies, but I don't know if that really works for a character like Superman. Um, it works well for Batman, but having a darker Superman, maybe not so much. Um, I've always seen him as a kind of brighter, like I said, pure character. Uh, it, it's kind of like Captain Marvel, no, sorry, not Captain Marvel, Captain America in the Marvel movies. Um, he has that kind of purity and um, incorruptible type of character. Um, I think Henry Cavill has the look and definitely has the body to play Superman. I think he has grown as an actor in recent years and his star has risen. Um, I think if he ever goes back to the role, I think he'll play the character uh, a little bit differently. But for the first movie, I think it was one of his first big roles as well. I wasn't really familiar with the actor before that. Uh, as to how Superman is portrayed in the movie, it's, it's very much a movie about him. Um, it, it's all about his character uh, rather than his uh, philosophy. Or his goodness it's all about his destiny for greatness you know it's kind of like anakin in star wars everyone is telling him like um, one day you'll lead the way you'll lead everyone into the light and you'll be um, the one that people look up to and you'll be the savior of humanity so yeah a lot of that is put into the character but I feel it's very much about him and his relationships with his family and Lois Lane and I never really felt that he has a chance to shine as a hero when I first watched the movie I really liked the first half of the movie um, well except the very beginning was a little bit too um fantasy like and um, with the battle on krypton um but it was okay it's, it's not so bad uh i like the kind of the journey of the character a little bit lost trying to find himself and then discovering that uh, he's from a planet that has been destroyed and he is the last of his kind and then like kind of straight after that it gets into uh, Zod coming to Earth and invading Earth and we see Superman put on the suit but we never see him uh, save people as Superman okay well, you can argue that throughout the movie he's been kind of the silent protector he saved people in different places but he's never taken credit or no one has ever really seen him well enough to figure out who he is so yeah kind of Lo lois lane is following that story she finds many instances of a of a hero um saving people or doing some great acts so i guess you can say we do see him as a hero before he battles zod but when i first watched it it just felt like here's your Superman suit and then here's General Zod invading the planet and go fight him and we don't really just see him be heroic especially when you get to the, the second part of the movie and it's just action and smashing and explosions and fighting which is looks looks good looks pretty but it's the part that didn't excite me uh, I kind of felt less engaged 
liked that part of the movie compared to the first part. And like in particular, there's so much fighting and destruction, and it's just mind-numbing destruction um, that you don't really even see Superman save any of those people or try to save. Um, his main concern is you know, saving Lois Lane. Uh, like there's even here's one thing I because I, I watched it after Superman Returns I think I watched it the next day or two days later there's a point where Zod is fighting Superman and there's lots of buildings falling down left right and center and Zod kicks a, an oil truck or oil I think some kind of oil truck tanker at Superman so Superman jumps to avoid it so he jumps over it and the oil tanker hits the building it explodes and the whole building comes down i think it's a car parking lot uh, i'm guessing it looked like a car parking lot could have been still people in there coming back from shopping but i, I just kind of noticed that like instead of trying to prevent destruction this Superman just avoided it and it's kind of like saving himself and he's more concerned with fighting Zod or um, not placing himself between General Zod and the people, which is like, if you remember in Superman Returns, like I said, he's um, saving things from falling on people. He's using his... Uh, eye laser vision to destroy melt the glass that's falling from buildings down into people he's very selfless and then you can see that in superman 2 as well when he's fighting the other general zod um, the terrence stamp general zod and they're drawing a bus at people and superman is freaking out no the people don't hurt the people and you can really feel his heroicness and his real pain to see um, innocent people being harmed. But here it's very smashy-smashy. But a lot of movies are like that these days, um, which kind of bothers me. It's the same thing at the end of Star Trek Into Darkness. Khan flies a starship into a city and like knocks down so many buildings and there's like complete destruction and then yeah the same with man of steel but man of steel and star trek into darkness is kind of like all this destruction and who knows how many people were killed probably in the thousands and then kind of at the end of the movie it's like they're all smiles and okay let's go and on to the next adventure so it was the same in star trek they got on the ship and where are we going to go next and then in superman returns kal-el superman shows up with his clark kent glasses and he says hello to lewis lane and he's kind of smiling and that's the end of the movie and it's like who won in these movies um, in my opinion, Khan won in Star Trek Into the Darkness and General Zod won in The Man of Steel because of the, the complete destruction and loss of life in those movies. Um, yeah, like, really? The, the, the good guy won, really? I, mm, something that bothers me. Um, with all that said, I I didn't hate the movie, and I think uh, the passage of time has tempered my feelings and my opinion on, on these movies. Either that or I'm drinking too much alcohol every day. But um, I thought, like, the casting is very good. I thought, it, like, Russell Crowe and Kevin Costner are kind of great choices. Uh, I do think Henry Cavill makes a good Superman and it would be interesting to see where he takes the character in futures if he returns to the role in the movies um, I I still think Zack Snyder was a wrong choice for these movies 
uh, I, I really don't understand why they, they chose him to direct these movies and uh, lead with his vision. Uh, I don't know. Like, supposedly he was chosen by the studio and Christopher Nolan. I don't know how much of a part Christopher Nolan actually had in choosing him. But uh, before Man of Steel, I remember Watchmen, which was not successful. And he also did Sucker Punch, which I gave up on watching. I was watching it on the airplane, but I, I couldn't watch all of it, uh, which is really rare for me watching movies. Um, I usually stick to the bitter end, even if I don't like it, but I, I just gave up on that one. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't like the darker vision for the Superman. Um, but this darker tone fits a lot better for Batman, which leads me to the next movie I watched, which was Batman v Superman. Uh, I, in some ways, I, I felt like Batman is the character that Zack Snyder really wants to direct. Um, I think Ben Affleck in Batman vs. Superman is great. He's a great Batman, actually. Uh, I really enjoyed his performance. Uh, I love the music. I love the design of Batman and uh, the kind of history of the character um, that isn't kind of explained. It's just shown in some shots with the Robin suit, with the, the jokes on you, Batman. So we know something happened to Robin and the kind of conversation that he has with Alfred. Uh, how many people stayed good and you can feel the weight of 20 years crime fighting on this Batman, which is really different to all the other Batmans we've had before that. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, Jeremy Irons is fantastic as Alfred. So in, in that regard, I think those are really positive points. Um, I don't like the points that Batman uses guns. This is my personal preference and also my opinion with these movies is my personal preference as well. If, if you like these movies or you love these movies, more power to you. Um, I think there's room for every type of iteration of Batman or Superman. And uh, it's interesting at least to see the different direction that they went. Um, Superman is still kind of dark in this movie and I feel he comes across as a little bit foolish in some ways. I mean, like I said, Batman has been crime fighting for 20 years and like in their first encounter, he jumps in front of the Batmobile and Batman crashes into him. And then he's, he says to Batman, okay, the next time your signal goes off, don't go to it. The bat is finished. And they're like, who are you talking to? You've been a hero for what, like a year and a half and Batman has been crime fighting for 20 years. And you just tell him, yeah, don't be Batman anymore or else. And it's kind of like, who? okay, I know you're Superman and you can destroy the world. But who do you think you are? Kind of thing. You can't have a normal conversation. Invite Batman over for coffee to your fortress of solitude. Have a little chit chat. Um, the way he did it is very confrontational. And of course, um, that's part of what leads to their their confrontation. I I didn't really like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Um, but again, when I watched the movie after a few years, um, it's not 
it's not a terrible movie. Um, you do get your money's worth out of it. But for a movie that is Batman v Superman, there's a lot of other stuff happening in it. And I mean, that's a movie by itself, Batman versus Superman. That's just one movie. But then they threw in Doomsday, which could have been a whole other movie for Superman. And they threw in Wonder Woman, which is, okay, it's good. Okay, they're introducing Wonder Woman into the movie universe, but that we just reintroduced Batman. And um, it's only Superman's second movie as well. But they're cramming extra stuff into it. And then they're trying to have this lead to Justice League movie. So then they're kind of sprinkling in other uh, DC characters to set up the next movie. And you can just sense with these movies that they're just rushing. Rushing to get to the Justice League. Rushing to get to their Avengers style. Rushing to grab that marvel money that um disney is making uh so that kind of feels frustrating as a viewer that they need to do that uh maybe it appeals more to comic book fans i wasn't as familiar with every aspect of the dc universe so i would rather like have more solo movies to get to know each character even though i'm impatient myself yeah let's let's do the justice league as well probably i'm not against the idea but i i do think that a justice league movie would have worked better if they had uh, given more growth to the characters like you can see after justice league uh, aquaman and uh, like wonder woman movies those characters have quite nice development in those movies and I think that would have um, had more value to the audience if they had seen those movies before Justice League well yeah well Wonder Woman came out before Justice League I think but um, it didn't come out before Batman versus Superman so it's kind of yeah throwing in lots of unknown ingredients when you're thinking like not not just comic book audience but like general audience and again it's kind of a violent movie uh in particular batman i don't know how many people he went out of his way to kill and using guns to make people explode um it, it kind of made me roll my eye because my opinion, like my interpretation of Batman from the comics I've read and uh, the animation and uh, even the Nolan movies and the kind of Batman that I like is a Batman who doesn't kill and who doesn't use guns. I know he used guns in the first few comic books which is interesting so it's okay to have a different interpretation and I, I really do like Ben Affleck's Batman uh, it just felt a bit yeah excessive in some ways so I like another rumor I'm hearing as well is that Ben Affleck is um, being invited back to do another um, HBO Max series um, with him as Batman. So there's never been a Batman TV series, and I'm not really counting Gotham. But um, the studio seems very adverse to doing Batman TV series, and. I guess because the character has been so successful in movies, they don't want to um, oversaturate 
I guess the the market with with a like a lower budget TV series Batman, but it seems like the money that they're putting into these HBO Max series will be pretty big, um, enough to be appreciated as much as uh, a movie would be. I think if you're going to do a Batman TV series, this is a smart way to do it because you already have a, a popular Batman from movies. And honestly, for everyone who criticized Batman versus Superman or had problems with that movie, everyone um, praised Ben Affleck and his performance and everyone really liked Ben Affleck in that movie. So I think you have a great Batman, a cinematic back Batman. You already have established his character and you have the kind of style and setting established in the movies. So if you could take that quality and production value and put it into a TV series, even like a mini series or whatever, like four or five episode series, you know, even do it like the Mandalorian, that, that kind of uh, short series, but you feel good quality, uh, good story series. It might be very interesting to watch. Um, after I watched Batman versus Superman, I watched Justice League. And like I said, it's interesting to watch these movies back to back because um, what I didn't feel watching it at the theater, I, I felt last night, I felt it's quite jarring um, because it's um, changed. It, it was uh, taken over and a new director was brought in, uh, Josh Whedon, and he reshot a lot of the movie or added his own vision to the movie. So it, yeah, definitely you can feel this is not Zack Snyder's movie. And yeah, actually I kind of missed the dark tone and the slightly brooding characters. I felt that they were kind of lacking something. And Batman was trying to be a little bit more humorous um but then like the previous performance in batman v superman was so strong that again this this feels a little bit jarring a little bit um neutered batman in a way not to say that i don't like batman in this movie but it, it feels like a, a step back from the darkness which i know is what they were going for they wanted, the studio wanted a brighter movie. And they did that a lot. They did that with Superman. They made him more colorful and um, heroic and had him laughing. Um, well, I, I think it's at that stage, it's a bit too late to change course. Uh, I think they have to stick with their guns even though I'm not really sure Zack Snyder's Justice League would have been successful. Um, at least it would have felt truer to what it had been building towards compared to what this movie was. Uh, it's not to say I didn't like the movie. Um, it's fine, it's entertaining, but I felt there wasn't that much substance to it beyond being a little bit of a generic superhero movie. Uh, I really liked the flash in it. Uh, Aquaman is kind of cool too, although he's, he's excellent in his own movie as well. I don't know if we'll ever see 
another Justice League movie of this type, I think they will go in a completely different direction. Uh, it'll be interesting to see Zack Snyder's um, cut of Justice League next year and compared it to, I think, uh, a lot of people, maybe including myself, who were kind of critical of those movies are more open to the idea. I'm definitely excited to see his his Justice League cut. Um, and with all the news that's coming out lately as well. So like I said, these are all rumors. Brandon Root uh, series, Superman series, and then the Ben Affleck Batman HBO series. And the, the rumor that seems to have more weight and more legs to it is the Michael Keaton coming back as Bruce Wayne in a Flashpoint movie and sticking around for future movies, possibly Batgirl movie, possibly Batman Beyond movie, which would melt my mind. That would be amazing. Uh, I, I would love to see Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond movie. That would be so cool. Uh, I really love that idea and I hope it happens. So yeah, they're also still making the Batman movie as well, which is set in a, also a different continuity. So it seems like Warner Brothers is allowing fans to have their cake and eat it at the same time. They're giving us all this choice and they're kind of, well, they haven't really made official announcements, but the, whatever is being leaked are told to the press and is hyping up a lot of people. And I'm, I'm definitely hyped. Uh, the thing I'm most excited about would be yeah, definitely Michael Keaton coming back as a Batman. It would be really interesting to see that Bruce Wayne come back. So I went to the movie theater again recently and I watched uh, Rumble Last Blood. It's, it's not a re-release. It was due to be shown sometime in the past few months in Japan. A lot of movies in Japan are, are shown quite a few months later after they're released everywhere else in the world. Sometimes even up to a year later, which kind of seems a bit crazy to me. Uh, but I watched Rambo Last Blood. Uh, it's probably the weakest of all the Rambo movies. It, it feels very deta detached from the, the original character. I, I know it's still Stallone playing Rambo but like the the look of Rambo is gone the haircut is gone even though he looked very different in the, the previous movie which was more than 10 years ago now he still had kind of the hair and he was still had that kind of veteran but here he's a little bit more of a family man and I didn't like the story that much uh, in this film. Um, it's quite violent and disturbing and kind of not in a good way. Um, in a way that kind of felt unnatural and unnecessary just to create more turmoil and uh, unhappiness for the character. Yeah, it seems like Rambo can never be happy. Uh, unfortunate for him. Uh, it seems like the, the version that we got in the movie theaters here and in some other countries is actually 
a longer version than what every other country got. Um, and like in America, I think um, their version is under 90 minutes, but I think the version that I watched was over 90 minutes. And there's kind of a scene in the beginning where he, there's kind of a rainstorm and there's people lost in the woods and uh, Rambo has to go save them and that kind of leads to part of his kind of psychology or his kind of a mental state in the beginning of the film but apparently that was cut out in um, the versions shown in the US and I think in the UK but it, it has been released as an extended edition but um, I don't think it adds that much to the movie um, some spoilers to be honest when I went into this movie especially with the title and kind of the promotion surrounding it it sounded like this this would be the last Rambo movie um, I got the impression from earlier interviews with Stallone um, that this was kind of ending Rambo kind of in the way that he's, he said that uh, Creed 2 would be the last appearance by Rocky but who knows he's always changing his mind on these things he kind of flips back and forth um, but definitely with a title like Last Blood you would expect it to be and an ending for the character but we actually see him get shot up pretty bad and then he's sitting in a rocking chair but in kind of a post credit scene he gets off he gets onto a horse and rides off into the sunset to up to a hospital or wherever he's going um, yeah I, again from the interviews and uh, from the this the look of the movie I thought they were going for like a, a Logan like X-Men the Wolverine Logan movie but it absolutely um, I cannot even find any thing that has um, the same type of tone as Logan in this movie uh, maybe it takes some basic kind of a structure or a relationship but no not really not really um, yeah again it's like the first Rambo movie it's kind of Rambo getting his ass kicked and terrible things happening to him and then payback time after that uh, but unfortunately I thought it's it's the weakest and it felt like the most detached from the other Rambo movies at least the other ones kind of felt like sequels but here I it didn't really feel like a Rambo movie you, you could have called it something else and have it just be a, a regular Stallone action movie I noticed when I went to the movie theater this time, like you're supposed to wear masks in the theater, but I noticed some people who went in and when they got inside and they sat down, they took off their mask. And I don't think you're supposed to do that. And maybe when you're eating snacks, you can take it off, put food in, put it back on, or to have a drink. But um, they didn't have any drinks or snacks with them. And I saw like kind of two people doing that, um, but they were of the more elderly generation. Yeah, I, I noticed at the gym this week too. The gym opened here last week, and I went to the gym first day. Everyone is wearing masks, and then two elderly people. Yeah, I would guess they're kind of re retired. Um, gray hair elderly people come in and like da, 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 no mask uh, both of them uh, 
everyone else is wearing a mask and then they looked kind of a little bit oblivious to it anyway um, the other movie I watched was Sonic the Hedgehog I was kind of interested to see it because uh, I had watched the Super Mario Brothers movie at the theater so I thought okay that's the first Nintendo movie okay I should watch the first kind of Sega movie and I was kind of interested in Sonic I played the games when I was younger and I had read the Sonic the comic not the American version but the UK Fleet, Fleetway comic which I, I really enjoyed I really liked the story in those comics and this movie is for kids uh, definitely I felt like it's for kids actually I, I, I had the same kind of feeling when I watched Pikachu movie uh, maybe I was expecting a little bit more all ages or a, a movie for kids and adults but uh, yeah I feel this is definitely targeted towards kids that's okay it's no problem I would be happy to watch that with my nephews um, so yeah I wasn't blown away by the movie um, it, it's okay um, I like Jim Carrey's performance he's entertaining I like when Sonic is actually running and his action scenes and where everything is in slow motion it's a bit similar to Quicksilver in X-Men Days of Future Past those kind of funny scenes but I think there's not enough of those and there's just too much of Sonic hiding from Robotnik at the beginning and middle part of the movie and um, too much about um, him and his relationship with his human family if if I was to do like that kind of movie or the one the type of movie Sonic movie that might appeal to me is one that kind of delved into the character more in the movie he is just born as a blue hedgehog that can run fast there's no real origin story to him. Maybe maybe sequel will retcon that. But uh, for this movie, it sounds like he's just a blue hedgehog that can run fast. Well, like in the Fleetway comics that I read, he was just an ordinary hedgehog. And uh, a scientist was doing experiments on, on him like not not on him but he was they were working together um, to make the hedgehog run faster and there's an accident and there's an explosion and in the running machine Sonic goes from brown normal hedgehog to blue spiky haired hedgehog and the scientist gets turned into Robotnik somehow there was like a, a bad egg in the fridge and that contaminated the human scientist when the explosion happened uh, I can't really remember clearly but yeah I, I like even if they don't do anything like that I like if they would delve more into the, the mythology of the games and the character and I'm sure in sequels they'll do that um, but I'd love to see, see things like Supersonic Alex, that's the kind of the robotic Terminator-like hedgehog, and then there's there's Knuckles, of course, and the floating island and the Chaos Emeralds. Those are all interesting things to to delve into. But this story is very kind of Earth-based, um, real world, and Sonic exi existing in the real world. Uh, so it's it's okay. Um, it's not bad and I'm, I'm sure kids would love that movie and uh, 
can pass an afternoon if there's nothing else to watch. So last time I recommended the movie Malcolm X. It was directed by Spike Lee and stars Denzel Washington and it came out in 1992. Uh, like I said last time, I think it was my first Spike Lee movie. Um, I'm not sure. I felt like I watched Do the Right Thing before that. Um, I wasn't familiar with Malcolm X, so the, the movie and of course the, the history. Uh, I didn't grow up in America. Um, I'm not American. When we kind of learn about American history of that time, the, the figure that we learn about is Martin Luther King. So um, it was completely unknown to me uh, until I watched the movie. So it had a very strong impact on me. Um, the the history um, and also like it is excellent movie. It's uh, fantastically directed, and Denzel Washington's performance is amazing. I would probably put it in my list of top movies of all time. Um, I, I really loved it. But yeah, but it had a really kind of strong impact on me. It's 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 a very hard hitting movie, um, but it, it's an excellent movie. Uh, I strongly recommend it if anyone hasn't seen it. And the movie I'd like to recommend for next time is called Milk, and that is a movie starring Sean Penn. So if you haven't checked it out interested to watch it. Go ahead and uh, we'll talk a little bit about it more next time. So thank you for listening to this extra long podcast. I uh, hope you didn't mind and um, take care and stay safe.